Welcome to David's What's going on everyone? Uh, this is David Speaks. And uh, today we're going to be talking about bias and how I'm going to make a bold statement. <laughs> a very bold statement because Well, there's multiple multiple reasons for it, but and I might try and go into why this is on this episode at least a little bit. Um, but my bold statement is that there's no such thing as unbiased, or that very few, if anyone, is unbiased. And my bold reasons for this bold statement are going to be explained in this episode at least as much as possible now to understand this process to understand this idea this idea of bias to understand this idea that everybody is biased you must understand what bias is in the first place and to understand bias in this way, um, takes me explaining bias to you. So, what is bias? How does bias happen? Bias is when you um basically look to one point rather than the other points that are in this category. Like, for instance, I'll give you an example. Right? So, if you are dealing with somebody and say you thought, you thought this person stole from you for some reason... But the person told you that, you know, it didn't go into your purse or whatever. I wasn't in that area. I was just in this area over here. And this is my, this is what I know. And even, you know, and, but you stuck to your idea, your position. You're not, you may be right. You may be wrong. Um, but that is what's called bias. And I'd almost make the argument that um, what bias, um, that basically anybody who thinks at all is biased. A thought itself is a kind of bias. Um, I might go more into that on other episodes because that's a deep and complicated topic to go into. Um, so what causes bias? Why does bias happen? Um, there are some things to be aware of in yourself 
and others too, but mostly in yourself. Um, although you can see it in others, and then when you see the, that in others, you might be able to go, "Oh, I see how this could have could have happened in myself." That's how you can kind of become more aware of your your own biases as well. Um, but so there are some things to be aware of. Be aware of emotions, strong emotions, or you know, not even that strong emotions. Just be aware of emotions generally. Be aware of assumptions. Be aware of that of your belief systems. Be aware of what you think is true, what you think is a fact, what you think is obvious. Be aware of language and culture. What language and culture do you live in that's going to create a sort of cultural and a linguistic bias uh, because our language is, you know, very different and has very different ideas and terms and other 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 cultural languages do. Um, Be aware of your ideas about things. So that same thing as assumption, but I'm just using different words to get you to see what I'm talking about here. <clears throat> Be aware of all or nothing thinking. I want to do an episode eventually about how this happens, but uh, it's going to take some doing to figure out. But uh, Be aware of all or nothing thinking, which is basically, you know, I give the quote all the time on this episode, on this podcast about George Bush in the beginning years of his presidency. He said, you're either with us or you're with the terrorists. I think that was like 2006, actually. But, yeah. Um, you know, there was a lot of people saying that kind of thing back then. They're still trying to say it now. Um, be aware of any possible blind spots that you might have. Which is really hard to do, but one way uh, to notice them is to be aware of your assumptions. Is this assumption, you know, true? What what exactly is underpinning this assumption? This belief, this idea, whatever it is. Um. And you could almost argue that bias itself is... I could almost make the argument that bias itself is... exists. It exists because of thought itself. Uh, so how, how could this be true, you might be thinking. Okay, so I'll give you an example word, a thought word. Okay, so that'd be having a bias between word and not word. Or languages and, you know, non-languages. Or non-verbal communication with, like, body language or something. Sound. That'd be, you know, sound and not sound. So in order to, to think... Whenever you think something, that's almost, in a sense, a kind of bias. It's a 
distinction. And these biases and distinctions are kind of necessary in some cases. So the biases themselves are not bad or evil. They're just mechanisms of the, of the mind. Um, but the problem happens when you over-rely or over... Um, or become overly emotional about a certain topic. You see this a lot nowadays with a lot of people. Um, they just will not listen um, to reason when it comes to you know what actually is true or might be true. One of the core assumptions that I've noticed in myself and other people as well is that things tend to be black and white. Like, oh, this was a good thing and this was a bad thing. Um, and that's not necessarily true. You know, you have instances where it's not really black or white. It's mostly just like shades of gray. I'd argue that most things, many things, if not most, are are indeed shades of gray, if not all things, honestly, because even the ideas of black and white or good and bad or whatever are themselves distinctions that you yourself are making. The world is not inherently good or evil. The world is not, you know, black or white or... Um, good or bad or right or wrong true or false even um, the world is the way it is and so one of the mistakes as well you could be aware of is the over reliance or the over assertiveness that you have about a certain idea like, no, this is true. This is a fact. Um, and you can even feel it within your body. It feels very... Um, you can almost feel a tension within parts of your body. Maybe your head, maybe your chest, somewhere in your body. There's a tension that happens when, you're, when you have this re reaction. Because the mind thinks everything has to be certain. It has to be this way, or the mind thinks that it has to see things in the proper ways, in the right ways, or um, that it has to have judgments at all, uh, or that it has to have ideas at all. But those things aren't necessarily true. They don't. You don't necessarily have to have these ideas or judgments. Um, but then the mind might come in and say, No, if I don't have these judgments, where will I be? How will I survive as a person? Um, I'm not saying to get rid of your judgments, your assumptions, your ideas, or whatever it is. But, uh, you know, you don't necessarily have to have them. Most judgments are kind of pointless and unnecessary. 
and actually lead you away from happiness and peace. So bias itself is what I would call thoughts. Any thought that you have is a bias. But some thoughts may feel and seem truer than others. And those are the ones that usually have the most attention and usually are called what most people call bias. And so those are the distinctions that I make in this case. Is that bias is when it's a thought or an assumption that seems true and that you defend even if it may not necessarily be true and even if there's evidence to suggest otherwise. Just because it feels true doesn't necessarily mean it's true. One of the mistakes the mind makes is that that's one of the cognitive distortions as well. Is that if you feel like you're a loser, your mind's gonna say, "Oh, you're a loser. You're a failure." But you know that you know that doesn't necessarily mean that that's true. Uh, So that's one interesting thing about judgments and beliefs, too, is that um, people focus on the judgment and the belief in itself, um, and they say, oh, well, that's the cause of the problem. You know, the bias is this, but actually the bias is, has more to do with your story, your Credulity surrounding this judgment or belief, your feelings surrounding this. And so, when the feelings, uh, I'm not necessarily talking about emotions as much, but that is in, in some ways uh, is what I'm talking about as well, but it's mostly about your um, your feeling. Your, what is it? Uh, so, for instance, like, what do you, f- what, what do you think, what do you feel, how do you feel about politics? That doesn't have to do with emotions as well. But which party do you select? You know these types of things have nothing really to do with the parties or the judgments themselves. I mean, they do to some extent. But it's mostly about your story surrounding this judgment and and party. For instance, like if you're a Democrat, you're not a Democrat because of the ideas. Um, Although that's a part of it. But it's mostly about your, your, your ideas that are now surrounding these ideas. Like, for instance, the ideas of, of welfare and, you know, abortion and things like this your your ideas are like well these things you know they make sense and and uh, you know they work you know not that they work but they you know they're pro women and so they're useful and whatnot so it's not about the ideas themselves so much as it's about your your <coughs> story or your bias surrounding these ideas 
and most people are focused on the ideas themselves rather than their assumptions and story and emotions and bias surrounding these ideas. Uh, because this, this, your mind is kind of freaky. It's really freaky how it does this because what it will do sometimes is it will do a lot of things actually, but one of the things that it does go into this on another episode, I might do an off the cuff on this one eventually, but uh, it will instead of it will it will do a bunch of freaky things to keep this in place um, one of the things that it does, like for instance I had before I was going to do this episode, because I was going to do this I was thinking about doing it earlier, and so I was thinking about it in my head one of the examples that I was talking about in my head was of bias what I could consider to be bias and I still kind of do in some ways but uh, is one of the problems that I have with actualized.org is that he talks he, he has he has an episode called true versus false skepticism but then he, at the same time, talks about, at the end of this episode, how there are things that are true with a capital T. And how I'm sitting there going, but doesn't this violate what you were saying before about how of a true versus, about true versus false skepticism? Because you're, you're, you're now skeptical but you're only skeptical from your particular point of view. Um, but what I wasn't realizing at the time, although it still might be a valid point, who knows, but what I wasn't realizing at the time was that I was kind of doing the same thing. Um, but the difference is that I wasn't really... Um, trying to be a true skeptic because I don't know if it's actually possible um, for a couple of reasons which I might go into another episode but one of the reasons why I don't think it's possible is because mind happens emotions happen, thoughts happen, judgments happen your story happens and so you're going to naturally have you know biases when it comes to some things. It's not something you can really stop. Uh, so basically I was being kind of a, a hypocrite at the time. But one thing I noticed afterwards, because I was talking about this, thinking about this, talking with some people, um, and one of the interesting things that we that I realized at the time was that if you deconstruct one part of yourself several things might happen you might find ten levels that are now below this level or what might happen more often is then the mind then reconstructs some some new core concept or idea about yourself or the world or or some idea or belief. And so you have to do the work again. 
You just sit here and keep doing this over and over again. Um, because a mind tends to want to stand on what it thinks of as firm footing, footing, firm, firm footing, which means, you know, believing in and finding certainty in concepts and ideas about reality and assumptions about itself and reality and others and and living from that space or at least staying in that space of certainty because if if there was no there was none of these ideas or concepts or assumptions or judgments or beliefs about you know these things how would you interact with these things? How would you survive with these things? Um, you know, like, for instance, if you were in the wild, and if you didn't know anything about being in the wild, how would you survive in the wild? That's how your mind is kind of thinking about these things. And so, when you look at these core assumptions and deconstruct them, your mind's going to be like, oh no, I just lost some footing. And so, it will reconstruct them again. Or it will try and turn your attention away with politics and uh, all these other things. And so I'm wondering at this point if, there's, if it's even possible to completely deconstruct the ego itself. Because... Because of how the ego works. Um, so, some things to keep in mind about bias itself. And, um, you know, keep in mind as well that these assumptions, ideas, and beliefs, and uh, basically these ideas that I hold about bias aren't necessarily true, and I could very well be biased on the ideas of bias itself. <laughs> um, so one other example, actually, one other thing to be aware of, not that you can really do much about this, um, except do a lot of research, I guess, but uh, it's kind of time-consuming to do for most people. But one thing to kind of be aware of as well that contributes to bias is ignorance. And, uh, and because you don't... And, and it's actually more insidious than just, like, you don't know something. It's more insidious than this because... Say you have this story. Let's go back to the story we started with in the beginning where you thought you stole, this person stole something from you, but this person kept telling you, no, we, I didn't steal it from you, I swear. Um, but you weren't aware that you actually did have this object, but you didn't, you just misplaced it, right? But because you are stuck on this current position that you're on 
you aren't able to be aware of this until something happens and it snaps and oh damn I can't believe it I just did, I just found this object or oh I can't believe I had it over here the whole time or something along these lines and so it's not just about like knowing things in general like oh I don't know about this it's about only knowing parts of things um, and only having you know half the information or less depending on what we're talking about here so anyways this is David Speaks and I'll talk to you in the next episode if you want to leave me a message a voice message you can leave me a voice message if you're uh, on Anchor I actually don't think you can leave I don't think you have to be a member of Anchor to leave a voice message um, anymore but uh, you can find me on Twitter as well at Beyond Minds with a Z um, so I, uh, what I have been doing lately, was doing for a while, I was doing a podcast episode every day, um, but I stopped doing that because, well, there's a couple of reasons, but one of them is because the insights are a little bit fresher and, uh, more refined, more understandable. If I, uh, sit there and look at it for a couple days, or if I, you know, don't really do anything for a day or two. And just let things kind of like sift through my subconsciousness. Uh, versus like doing one every day, which is fine, it works. But, uh, you know, it's only, it doesn't always give you a purely refined insight and understanding. So anyways, this is... David Speaks, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.